Hi there, I'm Eleanor and welcome to the Click and Go Travel Podcast. Each week we're covering a new destination across Sun City Cruise, USA Worldwide and Camping Holidays, talking to a clickier industry expert and giving you some top travel tips. But this week we're mixing things up as this episode is our 10th episode. So instead we're going to have a look back on the year and talk to a few clickies about where they've been so far in 2018. resort report we're going to be talking about the destinations we visited so far in 2018. In 2017 the clickies visited 29 countries and over 80 cities so this is just a taste of our travel ventures this year. For our destination round table we have Kate. Kate is on our sales team she's been with Click and Go for five months and is new to travel. So far this year, she's been to Edinburgh, Rome, Amsterdam, Prague and Budapest. Obviously a big fan of the city break. We also have Kira. Kira is also on the sales team. You may have heard her in the camping podcast with Stephen. She's also new to travel and has been in Click and Go for one year. So far this year, she's been to Puerto de la Cruz in Tenerife, London, Disneyland Paris, actual Paris, Las Vegas, and was on the camping familiarization trip to Salou, Sitges, Cambrils and Port Ventura. Stephen almost needs no introduction at this stage. He's been in Click and Go for about four years and travelled for 25. So far this year he's been to New York, Valencia and was also on the camping familiarisation trip. And finally myself, I'm in Click and Go a year and a year in travel too. So far I've been to Disneyland Paris, Sorrento on the Amalfi Coast, Scotland, the Algarve and on three cruise ships for two nights each. So Stephen, why don't you start us off with your 2018 travel? Right, two places I've been to this year were Valencia, the end of March, and New York, end of May. Both were very much uh, family trips. Self, the wife and the the, the young lad, Jamie, were there. Valencia surprised me, um, Mm. even though I've been... Done my research this time, by the way. I did a lot of research. Glad to hear it. Um, and knew, knew a fair bit about it. I wasn't expecting it to be as busy, as nice as it was, mm. particularly for families. Does it, right in the centre of, of the city, there's an old riverbed. It's called the Turia uh, Riverbed. Mm. And 50 years ago, whatever it was, they drained it. So, so the, the river no longer ran right through the city. And they divert the river out to another place. They've now converted that river, dry riverbed. It'll be probably about two, or maybe 100, 200 metres wide. And I think it's about 11 or 12, if not more, kilometres long. It snakes right through the city. And they have converted this into running tracks, cycle tracks. Um, there's football pitches, tennis courts, basketball courts. There's a zoo down the far end of it, which I'll talk about in, in a centre. That's the biopark. Um, and it goes all the way from on the outskirts of the city right down to the, to the marina port area. Mm. Um, it's, a, it's a great idea for a city to have because it has everything. You know, it's right, it runs right through the middle of the city. So it'd be something similar to the Liffey in Dublin. But the, the facilities on it are, are second to none. Really, it's brilliant to, to have. We left, we, as I said, we got there at the end of March and weather was about... 21, 22, 23 degrees, which is pretty nice. Really good for the end of March. Um, 
we got there late at night. It's about twenty minutes drive from the airport in. So it's again really handy to get from the airport into the into the city centre. We got a taxi. We didn't bother waiting for a bus. Uh, we stayed in an apartment. The apartment was brilliant. It was right on a, in the centre called Plaza Diversion, which is right beside Plaza Reina. They're the two probably the two main centre areas in Valencia. Um, so the first first morning we went to the bio park. So we got up. We said we'd walk to the bio park. Now it was a good thirty five minute walk. Um, from from where we were staying, right in the centre, out to the Boyer Park. The Boyer Park, um, it's amazing. It's it's a zoo, but it's an interactive sort of touch zoo. You are literally walking what you feel is like amongst the animals, but there are obviously big rocks separating you from the line enclosure. There's a, a big trench separating you from the giraffes and, and everything. So you are walking with them. You can actually get into the lemur um, area. Amazing. And they are sitting beside you. No they're way. all, they're only just short of jumping on your shoulder. I'd say Jamie loved that. He loved it. What was it, Madagascar? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that's why he wanted to go in there. But um, again, on, on the blog, we've done a Valencia yeah. blog. Um, you can see Stephen all the pictures from Jamie it. and Jamie did a blog. Jamie done his own blog oh, for, really? for Valencia. Yeah. yeah, he loved it. But that biopark is amazing. Like I, again, I wouldn't normally be a, a zoo person um but i really enjoyed the fact that you're you're it feels like you're walking amongst them go onto the blog on our website and you have a look at the pictures mm. and you'll, you'll you'll see more what i mean so that was that was the bio park um also down in that Turia sort of dry riverbed there's um there's a kids park called gulliver's it looks class you, you only when you look at it from over mm. you look at a sort of a satellite view or image you want to put it like that and zoom in you can see it is a sculpture, sort of big, huge sculpture of Gulliver. Mm. And it slides. There's climbing up on it and sliding down it. It's in a park itself. It's Again, it was great. It's, Valencia's a hugely family city. Like, I really found that there was tons of families walking around. It wouldn't be a, a stag or a hen, you know, or no. a party sort of city where, you know, we spoke with Seville in previous podcasts. Seville would be a little bit like that, but stunning as well um, Valencia is brilliant for families because it has all these kiddie entertainments to go to um, another thing that we done was we went to the Mestalla football stadium it's another thing I said before me and Jamie do everywhere we go we go to a football stadium and we went over to the Mestalla but the, the Mestalla it's 15 minute walk from, from the centre everything's very compact in Valencia um, the Mestalla was brilliant the Mestalla gave, gave a lot of history on the city and and how it went from working class routes up, you know, it, it was definitely worth it. It only cost a tenner to to do the, the football stadium tour. Um, the big the big draw in Valencia is probably the City of Arts and Science. Mm. You've seen it, yeah, I've seen pictures of it. It's a huge complex. Again, it's in the Turia Dry Riverbed. It's down close to the port area, um, but it is. I mean, there are museums. There's oceanographic, oceanographica. Jamie went in to, I didn't go in that day, I was elsewhere. Um, <laughs> ja- Jamie and, and Lisa went in and they were, there's beluga whales, um, there's dolphins, there's, you know, there's uh, penguins, everything is in there. And this is, there's about five or six different buildings down in Oceanographica. It would probably take you a day or two to do to do them all. There's museums and everything. Oh, wow. uh, again, very family orientated. Um, and I so said, that's, that's down to the, the beach. There's, that's another big thing about um, Valencia. It is a beach and a city break, all in one. Like the beach is probably five, maybe ten minutes in a, in a taxi from the very centre. Um, and a stunning, big, long stretch mm. of sandy beach. So you do have... City and sun. City and sun 
in in one which is which is usual. Now Barcelona might have it as well, but you can you know Madrid would have have city and sun as well mm. as Lisbon would, but they don't all have beaches. And this is a proper stretch of white sandy beach. Mm. Um, what else is there? We loved on on our second last day we went out. We went to the Central Market, um, which is again everything's within ten minutes walk. Okay, so we went to the Central Market. Um, it was an experience. The place is huge. Absolutely huge. They had um, meat, fish, flowers, vegetables. It has like 200 bakery. vendor stalls or something I was reading earlier. It was huge. jam-packed. It was really busy. The smells, the, the buzz, the atmosphere. Um, it was brilliant. It was really enjoyable. Jamie less so. He, he wanted Jamie time and he wanted to get out of there. But we loved just going around and he, he, he bought into it in the end because he loves trying his tree. So... Um, but it was now that, that bribed was him with food in other words bribed him with food and he, he bought it um, another thing that we'd done was we went out as a, a fairly hip area called Rusafa R-U-S-S-A-F-F-A and that's where you get all the tapas bars the real nice tapas bars restaurants we ate in one called Cam- Camarino Taberna um, it's fairly well known but it was again really cheap like I mean, really, really cheap. That was that was probably the best place we yet. It was there's so many different restaurants and tapas bars. You really gotta do your research before you go and pick it up because the first night we got there, we spent more time walking around than we actually did end end up beating. So do do a bit of research. A um, couple of places to stay. We stayed in, as I said, an apartment. So you can look at apartments. We'll always have apartments mm. on on our website. And um, there's a really good hotel called the San Lorenzo Hotel. Uh, really good location. Quite reasonable. And then the five star down at the beach is called the Las Arenas. Um, that would be a lot more expensive, but that's right down on the beach as well. So Very nice. That's Valencia. Definitely a really good option for, for, for city, for sun. And for families. For families more so than anything. Really blew us away how good it was for families. Right, next place I was to this year. I don't know how I'm going to squeeze all this in. New York. <laughs> um, I didn't think I was going to look... I was looking forward to New York, but I didn't think I was going to really enjoy it because... I don't like somewhere too busy, hectic, busy, mad. You know, Seville is my type of city. Um, but New York was amazing. There's just, it is just so busy. It is mental. I mean, not a lot of people would have been to, to New York at this mm. stage. Just to give give you an idea, a few things we've done. Um, and a, a good little tip as well. To get from JFK into Manhattan, there is a set standard fare of $52 for a taxi so you know I wouldn't bother with the the buses and things like that just go out into the taxi queue there's a standard fare of $52 and that's going to be as good as you're going to get I mean there was three of us so break that down with three people it's you know, nothing you, no it's not and and it's you know it's straight in it was the guts of 50 minutes or so mm. maybe, maybe an hour into Manhattan Um, we stayed in the five star Parker Hotel up by Times Square um, it was. Mm. It's really good, and we've got and clicking. We've got really good Regularly rates on got it. Really yeah, good parker we deals. Do, we always do deals on it. Um, but the we got a, a great um, view from the room, mm. Central Park. Um, another great thing in the hotel is there's a restaurant called the Burger Joint. You wouldn't even know it existed. There's a big velvet curtain, big huge velvet curtain in the in the lobby area, and one of the the best well known and both most sought after burger joint restaurants in the whole of Manhattan is in the hotel like there was queues every single time we went there uh, we went, we ended up going I think it was on the last night we went in and it was really good not cheap but you know New York as a rule 
isn't, cheap. isn't cheap. Yeah, so um, we had in there and it was beautiful. I mean, the boar mm. and, and, the, and the fries were, were really good. Um, what else did we see? Again, it was a real family sort of city break. So people think New York is a family orientated. Absolutely. Mm. Like it really, really is. Uh, first stop when we got there was Carlo's Bakery. No, Cake Boss. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie insisted we go there. So we went there. We got a coffee um, and, a, and a cake. Um, next, we went to... Um, we just decided to go for a stroll. We went to Times Square. Mm. Times Square was, I mean, sensory overload. It really was. It was really busy. And I'm when I get into those sort of uh, scenarios, I'm like security conscious. I'm looking around me all the time, <laughs> wondering what's going on. Um, so I, you know, I wanted to get Lost out of Times Square very quick. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I got you. Th- we'd only just arrived, so it was like arriving from from Dublin, and then suddenly you're like, oh my god, it's so busy here. Um, we actually the next morning we, we we got up and we decided to do our, our the touristy things. Um, we done Intrepid. Intrepid was the. Oh yeah, it's on the, the, the warship. The, the warship. Yeah, yeah, me and my dad did that when I was there when I was like yeah. thirteen. I, again, it, I for anyone that's you know uh, an enthusiast of engines and boats and planes, it is a must do. Mm. Uh, there's the submarine. We actually done a walk through a submarine, which was really interesting. Um, one of the big things that we weren't expecting to really enjoy was National Geographic. We've done the National Geographic uh, encounter. Mm. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. It's like an interactive walk through. Um, you're under the sea. So in one area, you're you're walking on the ground and as you step, the water moves away from you. There are things water and there's fish swimming all around you. Amazing. Um, and you go through loads of different areas. It's, it's, um, it's interactive. It's educational. Um, they, they fill you in about the, the, all the oceans and, and whatnot and the, the plastics that are ruined the oceans. Um, and it combines, you go from one room to another and it, it gets to the, to the crescendo at the very end where you're in a 3D hall and they're all dolphins and sharks and whales and small fish swimming around you, literally around you because you've got 3D glasses. And then you see a couple of whales are gathering a bait ball and you can see this all around you and over you and under you and then I'm not going to people have to go and do it mm. you have to go and do it and experience <coughs> it it is exceptional we it we must. walked out with a smile on our face going wow that was brilliant so that was that was National Geographic the other the other obvious things are obviously you know Empire State mm. um, Central Park is you know we just wandered through Central Park literally just wandered through it um, and probably my favourite part just to, to finish up on New York my favourite part was on Saturday and Sunday, I think it's every weekend from what we gathered, um, 6th Avenue is closed from, I think the Saturday was like 56th down to 42nd Street, and on Sunday it was 45th down to 37th Street, and it uh, is all stalls. On either side of the road, they have Thai, Mexican food, um, Jamaican, Argentinian, Brazilian, Chinese, American Everything on either side, the smells going wow. up and down the street. Oh, it was, come here. It was just, it, and loads of stalls selling um, knickknacks and clothes and mm. bags and jewellery and, and whatnot. It was just, it was Delicious. really <laughs> enjoyable. And that that's another thing about eating out over in over New York. Like the first morning we went and got breakfast. You're wasting your time going into a cafe. Just go to the little stalls on the side of the street. But we went, first morning we went and got breakfast and it was, um, I think, $40 for the three of us for like, croissants and, and a coffee All right. and literally outside the coffee sh- out of the coffee shop a couple of dollars 
three dollars for a coffee and a, and a croissant. We could have done it for nine dollars for the three of us. So that that's definitely a thing. Mm. Food is so. <laughs> It's so very in, in in New York. One of the nights we actually just went into Carragher's Bar, Carragher's um, Liverpool Footballer was a bar down there. And that was just shepherd's pie. That was just a bit of homely food, a uh, couple of pints, you know, all the, the jerseys on the wall. Jamie, re again, really enjoyed that. But I loved a bit of just normal no. food, just a normal bit of food. But that was like, you can go through the whole of, you know, the World Trade Center was certainly an experience. Mm. Um not sure I enjoyed it was it was very overwhelming yeah I've heard um, mixed reviews about the World Trade Center exhibition and stuff yeah I mean it was I mean it's unbelievably well done <laughs> but just the emotions that it yeah. you know I watched this on telly yeah. and yeah. then suddenly you're in the middle of it you're underneath it you're Send chills up your spine it yeah. really does so I, while it is a must do when you're there um it is definitely it's it's quite emotional place to be, and you can you can feel, you can smell, you can mm. uh, sense what has gone on there before. But again, very educational. Um, so that's my couple of trips, and in very brief, not okay, not too brief, but um, <laughs> is it ever? Could, yeah, yeah. Very good. Thank you very much, Welcome. Stephen. So, Kate, how about you next? Yeah, let's go for it. Um, so yeah, I was in Edinburgh, uh, Rome. Amsterdam, Prague and Budapest. So I love a good city break. City queen. <laughs> <Can't> <laughs> <beat it. laughs> um, so I was in Edinburgh in March. Um, I think it's amazing. I think it's kind of nearly overlooked. As it's a gorgeous city. It's amazing. And it has everything. Like it has your, like it has culture, loads of history. It's really compact. It has like a great nightlife. Um, and it's really pretty. The food is lovely. The people are really nice. Um, so it kind of takes everything you want in a city break. Um, so we stayed in the West End. I'd say you can really stay anywhere that is, you know, most places you'll be a 10 minute walk. I'd say around Princess Street would be a good area to stay. Um, and there's just so much to do there. Like we did. So the castle, obviously. obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. So that I'd, I'd probably I'd do that first if I was going there. So we did that first. I thought that was a good idea. Um, so the castle, yeah, it's lovely. It's it's just really big. You can see the crown jewels of Scotland mm. there as well, which is pretty cool. Um, and then once we did the castle, it was really nice views from the castle as well. But it was really foggy when we were there. Oh yeah, the weather was, was not great in March. <laughs> so no. if you're going in March, wrap up. Um, so yeah, no, the castle was good. And then we did this thing called Camera Obscura. So much fun. I did, did that you before. Do it? It's yeah. So good. yeah, it's like, do, do you ever see pictures of people when they go to Like Edinburgh? funky perspective pictures. Yeah. Okay, it's no, like, I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's really cool. It's just like, it's a, it's a five stories in it or something. Yeah. And it's just this really like... Different optical illusions. Yeah, different stuff. optical illusions. And at the top of it is, um, it was this, you can actually like see the whole city. It's, it's a really weird optical illusion you can see the whole city they have like a white table and they just and I think they it was invented in like the 1900s and it's still the same technology right. so it's pretty cool um, and then they're really good at interactive tours so it's actually a really good place to bring kids if you have kids so another thing that we found was the dungeons so you can go down mm. it's uh, yeah you go down into the dungeons of Edinburgh and um there's like cast members that are dressed up as like, you know, there's like the judge and the juror and the, the, the people in the prison and stuff. And they kind of bring you around it. And um, 
it's not like a jumpy out scary tour. They're mm. they're but they're really convincing and they're like like the judge, like we got put on trial right. all of a sudden. Yeah, and you're in a dark room and you're like put on trial and then there was like all the prisoners there and you're just kinda of walking through it and it, it it takes about an hour, but it's so interesting. They even have a little um really small like ride that you do mm. and you go through like I think it's like a plague. Oh, it's it's very cool. It's yeah, I would definitely recommend it. And then another thing that I did that was amazing was Mary King's Close. So a close in Edinburgh is um it's a little alley, little alleyway basically that yeah, town like that people used to live there. I think they probably still do. Um, leading off the Royal Mile, which is the main the main street. Um, so Mary King's Close was one of these little neighborhoods that um. It was a real. I think it was the most active neighborhood in the 17th century. But then they built the Royal Exchange on top of it. Like they used those people's houses as the foundation because they like lead downhill off the Royal Mile. So everybody was just told to up and leave from their houses, which is insane. But all of the buildings are still there from like the 17th century. So you're actually underground, underground like. but like so well preserved. I mean, in one of them, there was even um, wallpaper from that time. Okay. Yeah, it's insane. And again, the cast members are dressed up. They're like, there's a maid and there's a poet and there's um, a foul clanger, which is like somebody who goes around and clears <laughs> plague. There's a lot oh. of talk about plague there as well. <laughs> again, um, no, it was brilliant. And it's haunted, apparently, and all this. I mean, it was very good. And then they have the, actually, they have the National Art Gallery there for any people who like art. I do. That was very good. It's a really, really good art gallery. Um, so... Then nightlife is great. I mean, it's kind of similar enough to Dublin, mm. the pub culture. And lively. Isn't yeah, very lively. Yeah. And it's a student. Like, there's a few universities Super there as well. Cheap. So very cheap, mm. very good nightlife. Would highly recommend. Um, and then the food is really nice. Food, I think it suits the Irish palate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's good, it? yeah, no. So the food is great as well. My tips will be, yeah, just go to the castle first. Oh, and get the airport bus in. It was only £5 and it just dropped you straight. So handy. Like yeah, I it's a very well-connected city. It really is, yeah. And close from the airport. Into close, the yeah, yeah, it's only about half an hour, 40 minutes. That's all it is, yeah. Yeah. So that's Edinburgh. I think Edinburgh is amazing. Um, so the next one I was in then was Amsterdam. So I was there with um, one of the girls. So Amsterdam is Amsterdam, everyone knows. <laughs> yeah, that's great. It's just a great city for letting your hair down. I mean, it's it's something else. It's just so different to what our Completely culture is. Different. Like, it's just so different. So it's great for, I think that's why Irish people love it so much. Is it's it so rough? fun. Is it? I've never been. I've rough. never been to Amsterdam. Is rough? It, is it rough or no. dangerous? No. no. I know. The only dangerous thing is the bikes. Yes. The oh, bikes. yeah. And especially Insane. like yeah. the little moped or electric bikes that mm. still like just whiz yeah, by and out of it. You need to be careful crossing the road. Yeah, mm. crossing the road, just walking on the footpath. Yeah. Any bridge, watch out for bikes. Yeah. They'll mow you over. Yeah. No, I don't think it was. It wasn't rough at all or like seedy or anything like that. No. It's just, it's a it's a great city. Um, it's quite compact as well. Like we were actually staying in the red light district. We didn't know <laughs> that we were, but we, that's where we ended up staying. So we were really, really central. So, but anywhere you can kind of stay anywhere within the canal belt, and you'll be within a walking di- within walking distance of okay. anywhere. Mm. And even if you're not, There's great tram. tram service anyway. So, um, you can always be brave and rent a bike either. Mm, yeah, <laughs> apparently it's a great thing to do. I was recommended to do it, but we we didn't. But uh, apparently it's like a may. Yeah, you really should if you're if you have the guts. Um, so. When you go to Amsterdam, I suppose the main thing you're going for is the nightlife, really, and just chilling out. The food is really, really good. 
And again, it was late August and it was roasting hot. It was really hot. But I think everywhere was hot this summer. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yes, yeah, so we got a hostel in the city centre. Again, just stay within the canal belt. Um, so what we saw, we saw the went to the ice bar, which is uh, pretty cool. It's class. You really can't stay there for that long, though. I was like, whoa, this is really all made yeah. out of ice. My it friend went in advice. <laughs> My friend went in just like little ballet pumps and shoes, and her toes were oh, frozen. Oh, you couldn't, like you couldn't. <laughs> they they give you jackets, but like they're really not enough. You really want to wrap up. It's literally made out of ice. Um, and then oh, we did a little river cruise as well. Would recommend. Yes, you can do. So if you go over to, there's a little um, place area you can go to, you get a boat over to it um, and it ha- it's the Adam lookout is on it. So um, if you go over there, you can get a cruise then from there over to the Heineken Museum. That's really nice. The Heineken Museum is quite interesting as well. It's very interactive. And then the Adam lookout is like a swing. It swings over the city. Great view. Um, so tips, I would get the train into the central station. Train from the airport is amazing. It's, it's perfect. It takes... 20 minutes and so regular and then another thing is book your tickets in advance for the Anne Frank house because we didn't get in because we went there the queue was ridiculously long and tickets were all sold out online so we were like there's no point yeah. in for when we were there we hours. got in by luck because the guy really? said just keep refreshing the website and tickets will come up Really, and we got like the last that. ticket the final final last tickets for the day but we saw people sitting outside the ticket place beside yeah. Anne Frank's house and yeah. we just sail right by them. Oh, the queue uh. is, yeah, no, it's, it's yes, insane. book in advance. Yeah, so definitely book your tickets in advance for the Anne Frank house. Um, and then Prague was probably my favourite. It's so beautiful. It's very Gorgeous. like bohemian. Um, beautiful buildings, like so unusual looking. It's all like red and orange. Um, so we stayed in the Hotel Eunuch, which is amazing. So click and go do that. I would highly, highly recommend it. It's a four star hotel beautiful hotel 10 minutes walk from everywhere that you want to be and um, which is in the old town so um the first day we went up to the castle so we went um through a park called um Les- Latensky park i think it's called but i definitely go up to that park and then walk over to the castle um it's a climb up to the to the park but it's beautiful views um and then once you're up in the castle, there's a lovely palace called Lobovitz Palace. Would highly recommend that as well. Lovely views. Again, you can they do a thing where they like point out all the main points of interest uh, from like their balcony. And I think people actually live there like a like a proper royal family. family. Yeah. Because mm. um, we saw them setting up like a dinner table. Mm, from, they like it closes at five or something. Yeah. So um, and it also do Golden Lane in the castle. Really nice. There's just loads of little f- funky houses. They're really small. Um, and then it's just beautiful to walk around like the the bridge and then the Old Town Square, Wenceslas Square. Um, really nice to walk around. You can sit outside, have a glass of wine. They give you little rugs for your knees when you're mm. sitting outside. So it's it's just a fabulous watch just to sit and watch people watch. Um, you have to be very careful of taxis here. Um, I think it's like 11 euros per kilometre if you get a fake taxi. So like they do like taxis where... They're not official and they just charge you whatever they want and they'll, oh, their, their meter's broken or no, we agreed this price. So um, only get a taxi. I would book a transfer with Click and Go from the airport and then um, ask your hotel for the number of a reputable taxi service. Don't get them on the street. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then Budapest was only there last weekend. 
absolutely Baltic cold, <laughs> so cold, <laughs> um, but it's amazing. Um, so the Christmas markets were there. So the the one in Varus, Marty Square, it was absolutely, it was gorgeous, really Christmassy. Um, so Budapest really has something for everybody. Like we went, I went with my family. So my little, my youngest brother is 15 and then all the way up to my mom and dad and everybody, we all loved it. Um, so we stayed in the Jewish Quarter, great location to stay in. Um, so then we did the castle again. Um, seen a lot of castles this year. What's a European <laughs> city break without a castle? Actually, Edinburgh, Prague, Budapest. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the castle, we <clears throat> excuse me. In the castle, we did a little um, like a little golf cart tour where it's like a hop on hop off golf cart basically, mm. and they just bring because the castle complex is four kilometers long, I think. So it's perfect. There's like four main points of interest. So they give you a lift up the hill and then you can just hop on, hop off, see each point. It's brilliant. Um, we saw the change of the guard, which is really mm-hmm. cool. It's just so different. Mm-hmm. To, yeah, it's very extra, but it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we, what did we do? We also did the baths. We did the Zishenyi baths. Oh, they're so good. Amazing. Amazing. So good. Yeah, it's like just literally, it's like you're in a bath, like a really warm beautiful and in the summer they do like big pool parties yeah i've seen that actually yeah tell me between budapest and prague which one was cheaper to eat and drink out because i've heard prague has gotten a little bit more expensive over the last few years you've been there recently which one did you think prague i thought budapest everyone was like it's going to be so so cheap i don't think no it's not Mm. that cheap no and I mean, you don't, at the same time, because the money, you're paying like thousands and thousands of pounds okay, for yeah. things. So you're like, not really sure. But like, no, I didn't think it was that. I mean, the tickets for the bath was 19 euro, um, which is like, that's per not person? that cheap. Yeah, 19 euro per person. For a bath. Yeah, I mean. Well, there's lots were, of baths. <laughs> <laughs> no, there were seven of us. Um, but we got an Italian meal, um, you know, starter, main course, bottle of wine. And it was um, 260 euro for seven people, which is, again... Yeah, about 35, 32. Yeah. So it's, it's, cheap. it's, it's not expensive, but mm. it's not everyone's like, oh, it's dirty. On the brink of Dublin prices. Yeah. yeah. So, um, no, Prague definitely, you can get a lovely beers in Prague for like a euro. And then food meals were about, you know, 20 euro per person for cool. starter main course wine. Um, so the baths, um, we actually validate your tram tickets, guys, if you're going to Budapest. We didn't. We had a run-in with a lovely <laughs> tram man, <laughs> whatever they're called. <laughs> I'm sure it's not tram man. <laughs> but um, yeah, validate your tickets. We actually didn't and we got fined like 100 euros. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we'll not talk about that. What's an expensive city for you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Very expensive bath trip. <laughs> oh, do not buy swimsuits at the baths. My sister bought one and she was like, what is that? We're after paying like a couple of thousand forints there for that. She had no real idea. It was 94 euro. What? Yeah, no, she brought it back. She was like, I'm not, I'm not paying 94. I'm just not going to do, do this. So oh be God. really careful with what you're paying because it is confusing when you're dealing in the currency like that where you don't really know. Wow. Yeah, download XE on your yeah, phone. To- exactly. Um, and then the, so the Christmas markets were amazing, lovely, traditional Hungarian food, like goulash is lovely, or love the sausages and like flatbreads and stuff. And then mulled wine, lovely. Um, then there was a, like a really big tree and choir singers and Christmas lights. It was just really, really um, Christmassy. And then another thing that everybody should go and do in Budapest is Ruin Bar. I think they're only, I think they're 
you can only find them in Budapest. Yeah. So Ruin Bar is basically it's a it's a bar, but it's um they have a few of them around and they're literally set up in like abandoned buildings, abandoned factories. So the main one is Zimpla Kurt. Um, so it's so different to anything you will find in Ireland. Um, it's set up in an abandoned factory, huge. The walls are covered in things that they obviously found in dumps. Like there was like toilet seats we were sitting on. Um, <laughs> toilet seats on the wall, old teddies, pictures of random people. I was sitting on a telly. My sister was sitting in a bath. You know, it's just so <laughs> random. It's and your family were probably charged 25 quid per drink for the privilege. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't too bad. Like a gin and tonic was about a fiver there. Oh, and grand. they have like a cocktail bar, wine bar, um, a, a shisha bar. Like it's amazing. It's really, really cool. Like you'll just, there's nothing like Something it different. in Dublin. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um, the nightlife is very good. So anybody looking for a bit of nightlife, Budapest is the place to go. Um, yeah, so that's it. That's all my very travels good. for the Sounds year. Sounds like you had a great little year yeah, so far. Yeah, year. Actually, yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Nice. Would recommend all of them. So, Kira, now over to you. Now, where do I start? So, <laughs> Stephen asked me earlier, have you been in the office all year? And the answer is yes, I have. But I have just, done a few yeah, trips. Just about, I yeah. think, yeah. So, my uh, first trip, it seems like a distant memory now, but it was back in April, uh, around Easter time uh, this year. So, we went uh, to Porto de la Cruz in Tenerife um, with my family. Before I say anything about Porto de la Cruz, I'm going to just bust some myths. Because a lot of people have a few things yeah. that they say. Yeah, they do. Oh, Definitely. the weather's not great, yeah. the transfer's too long. I've done the trip, so let's just talk about this first, right? <laughs> so you fly into Tenerife South. It's about a four and a half uh, journey. We flew Ryanair, which was absolutely fine. Um, so your transfer, we got a coach. It's 90 kilometres from the airport to Porto de la Cruz, but it's not two and a half hours. It's not three hours, like people are saying. It was 60 to 75 minutes. It's a motorway all the way up and you have a beautiful scenic route. Mm. Do you know, it's from like Dublin city centre to Gorey with a beautiful city route, motorway all the mm. way. Yeah. So that's something about the transfer. Um, the weather isn't good. It's all cloudy up here. There's, this is another one I hear. Yeah. The, av- the average weather temperature is like, 22, 23, 24 degrees all year round. Mm. It's not like when we were there, there was maybe a few cloudy days. I think there there is a volcano, Mount T- uh, Teda, um, kind of, and Porto de la Cruz lies at the foot of that. So I think that can sometimes attract more clouds than usual. Mm. But it wasn't like any anything I'd heard. Mm. Like, I mean, it was beautiful blue skies for most of the week in April. Weather will be weather. Weather exactly. will be weather. <laughs> weather is weather. So Alan we Preston. stayed in the... <laughs> We stayed in the four-star uh, trip, Porto de la Cruz. Um, so it was an absolutely great location, hotel. Now, it's a four-star. I'd personally rate it a really good standard three-star, mm. if I'm being honest. Mm. Um, but it was ideal, great location, lovely rooms. So it was just ideal and great value as well. Um, so it was about 500 metres from the main square, so you could easily walk in. Now, Porto de la Cruz, it can be quite hilly, okay? that's It, it can be, but that's only if you're moving back Um you know, not the centre of the town is actually quite flat. So you can, you know, go t- from your hotel to the main square to the restaurants and everything. It is actually quite flat. So there's some great things in Porto de la Cruz um, to do while you're there. And um, so one of them is Loro Park. So this is one of the top tourist destinations in Europe. It's a zoo and aquarium with gardens and aqua shows and everything mm. like this. Um, so there's actually a shuttle, you know, like one of those little trains, a shuttle down oh, yeah. from the town to the park. So tickets are about 37 euro for tourists. They have a local rate if you live there as well. So that's one 
if you have kids, definitely do it. Um, we didn't get a chance to do it ourselves, uh, but it's definitely something, you know, I've looked at TripAdvisor. It looks amazing. So in the main areas of the towns, they're kind of squares. Some of the restaurants I've like, they're the best restaurants I've been to. Um, so, so reasonably, reasonably priced. We've been to fine dining and kind of local cuisine. And they're all absolutely gorgeous. A few restaurants I'd recommend would be for fine dining, El Taller uh, Seva Diaz, um, beautiful restaurant. Restaurant de La Carta is a family kind of traditional food restaurant. And Bodega Julianne is another traditional um, kind of restaurant as well. In Bodega, the father and daughter that kind of run it, they sing songs at the end. So it's very entertaining. Definitely. It's, it's quite a well-known area um, for gastronomy. Like it is real, a yeah. real foodie heaven. Um, by, yeah. by all accounts, yeah. Yeah. So uh, a little note um, on the beaches. Expect black sand. They're black sandy beaches. Mm. There's a few of them kind of smaller little ones. Um, now, if you're swimming in the water, do wear kind of sandals, you know, because they're, it's quite rocky there as well. So expect expect uh, black sandy beaches, but they're beautiful. Um, if you don't, if you're not interested in the black sand, there is uh, Lago Martinez. Uh, so it's a seawater lake. Yeah. And this is amazing. We went here about three or four times during the week. It's, um, yeah, it's a seawater lake. You have, you pay five or six euro for admission and you get your sunbed with that. And the water is beautiful. It's, if not just a, a little bit chilly, so be prepared for mm. that. Um, but it's gorgeous area. There's bars, restaurants and everything. So a, a little int- uh, entrance fee, five or six euro, but it's definitely worth it. It, it, it is fabulous. Really good. I've seen people surfing down there and kind of a lot of people swim in the sea. Mm. Um, kind of who who goes there? Um, there's friends, kind of couples, young families, older families, multi-generational. So, you know, it's definitely somewhere not to overlook when you're going to Tenerife. Yeah, I'd love and to the go. value oh, nice. is amazing. You know, accommodation value you know go, go there don't worry about the tra- you know if you talk to me for transfers or <laughs> you know any kind of weather like that and I'll happily bust like, those mitts bust those mitts bust. yeah <laughs> so there that's um, yeah and a lot, along with that there's some nice promenade as, as well to for you know walking and stuff um, so that's Porta della Cruz that was the first trip um, uh, in year. April so then um, the next one, I'm going to talk a little bit about Disneyland. Now, I know there was a Disneyland podcast yeah. Yeah. beforehand. So they I was there this year oh, as yeah, well. Yeah, you were there this year as well. Best um, place ever. Yeah, I loved, oh God, I love Disneyland and I love Paris itself. So we, I went with my sister this time. We went in mid-October. Weather was about 15, 16 degrees quite pleasant we stayed two nights in the three star period which is a hotel outside the park mm-hmm. um it's absolutely ideal it was ideal for us uh, we flew with Aer Lingus um into Charles de Gaulle then got the TGV so it's the super fast train mm. we were from the airport to the park in nine minutes nine. wow nine minutes it was like 170 kilometers it didn't feel that fast I was like this <coughs> is not that fast yeah. the TGV yeah um but it's nine minutes it's one stop from Charles de Gaulle it's 19 euro per person per stop. You get there really fast, but just to bear in mind, <laughs> that's what you're paying, 17 to 19 euro. Um, it's an experience. Mm. And then from the train, you get the free shuttle um, to the hotels outside the park. Um, so the first day we actually spent exploring Paris. We went back, got the train and got went into Paris, right? And this is one of the things that I'll just really recommend for people. We saw all the main sites on these scooters they're called lime scooters <laughs> they're electric scooters in the city center 
you download the app it's lime it started in america or like somewhere in california so you download the app you put your visa card or whatever mm. onto it and you pick up a scooter and these scooters can be anywhere most yes. of the fun was actually trying to find the scooters in paris and <laughs> um, like dublin so, bikes for scooters. yeah yeah they're amazing. So yes. you are charged one euro act- each time you activate the scooter and then it's 15 cent per minute. But literally we got from the Eiffel Tower down to the Louvre area in about like six or seven minutes. That is Do you know? amazing. So it's That's instead so of getting a taxi, mm. instead like, you can like most people walk, you know, because you want to absorb everything. But we had such an adrenaline rush on these I'd scooters. I'd say so. Um, I mean, they were great. Like, we, we were raving about them. We were just on such a high, like, we're like, we need to find another scooter, like, you know, to get from A to B. They're highly recommended. Gas. And I'm definitely going back for that reason. <laughs> just to um, go on the scooters. Yeah, so we didn't get, go into any kind of, we didn't go into the Louvre or anything. We just kind of uh, did a, a look around. A look around, yeah, yeah, because we didn't have a huge amount of time there. So then the second day we went to the park, which was all de- decorated Halloween style. Um, so all the Disney villains were out at Halloween. And amazing. I'd love amazing. to see oh, the Disney wow. villains. Yeah, so there was uh, Melissa and um, she was um, at the start, you know, at the front. There was lots of people queuing up to meet with her. Um, so that was really interesting. Um, we, I would recommend getting your park tickets in advance as they're about 20 euro less expensive mm. um, than in the park so just get them I- in advance uh, food and drinks in the park are expensive so do expect yeah, that so be prepared to pay about 17 euro for like a burger and chips wow. meal mm. and then you know 7 euro for crepe which is not that bad uh, but then coke and popcorn like a bottle of coke and a small popcorn is 8 euro so just be prepared for those prices or leave the park and go into the Disney yeah, village yeah. and go to like a McDonald's or yeah. Mickey's Cafe or somewhere we went to Five Guys we left and mm. we went to Five Guys which was it was you know not too expensive but it was your average rate and then we re- re-entered once you go out of the park you can come back the same yeah. day so we re-entered to Universal Studios for the second half and then on the last day um, we so we did a two night stay we got the train to Val, Val d'Orup so it's the shopping mall located one stop away from Disney um, park so you get the train there something like one euro twenty and you just enjoy a day of Parisian shopping uh, with high street um, malls wow. and outlets like Kildare Village and such so there's hundreds and hundreds it it covers about a million square feet this um, kind of shopping it's kind of like a man-made town it was it's in Marne la Valley, but this outlet is kind of like a man-made outdoor um, shopping experience yeah so if you like your shopping before Christmas it's definitely a must Um, so that was Disneyland so with me traveling with my sister we did one day in Paris one day in the park and then one day shopping very nice we had the feet walked off us (laughs) I'd say Um, so so yeah it was good Brilliant. Very nice. Mm. So I suppose I'll do my few bits. Yeah. Uh, so my first trip of the year was also in April. It was to Sorrento on the Amalfi Coast with my parents. We went on an escorted tour holiday. Um, we stayed in the Hotel Ascot, which is a really, it's a three-star hotel, but it's just at the end of the main street in Sorrento. So like it's, once you leave the doors, you're out onto the main street and in the centre of everything. It's a basic enough three-star, but it's run by a family and they're really, really nice. Yeah. Make a good, strong drink in the evening and they'd have the crack with you. So it's a great spot. Uh, Sorrento is an absolutely gorgeous place to go. Yeah, it's ah, uh, it's so pretty. But I, I would hate to be there in Ju- June, July, August. I'd say it's just thronged with tourists. Um, one thing we did in Sorrento, apart from just strolling around and just taking coffee breaks, was getting the little train. 
So there's a little train that goes around the town for I think it's about six euro and it's a nice way to get your bearings of the town, learn a bit about it and see all the main points. Um, in Sorrento, we didn't really do too much. So I said just a bit of shopping and looked at their, there's an amazing antique wood carving shop and wood, I can't remember the name for the type of carving it is. Uh, they do this amazing wood carving and there's a huge shop just at the main square in Sorrento and you could just spend like, I think my parents between the two of them spent a solid two hours just going around <laughs> it. Like you'd see, you'd wonder, oh, where's mom gone? Back to that shop yeah, again. Like Find that. her like arms deep and tea towels and <laughs> tablecloths. Um, and we, one of the things we did, we went to Pompeii as a day trip. Absolutely unbelievable. If you're anywhere near Sorrento or Naples, go to Pompeii. I was shocked at how big it is. I thought, oh, Pompeii, like, it'll be a few little ruins. But, like, it's a full, sprawling city. Mm. It's just absolutely unbelievable. And how, like, advanced they were, like, although not good for health, like, they made lead pipes so the water could flow and they have, like, stepping stones in between the streets so if it was raining, you wouldn't get your feet wet. <laughs> it's just such an impressive place. Although, like, with any any city, you'd need, like, walking shoes because you could easily get lost and there's so many places to walk around and it, see in Pompeii. It, it is meant to be amazing. It's meant to be just... It's so good. And yeah. even like their old spas that they had in it were yeah. fantastic. I was sending my sister pictures been like, damn, the the Pompeii people really had the spa technology down yeah. back then. You can do that as a, a day trip from Rome as well. Which is oh, can you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't think we it was that close it. to Rome. Yeah, we planned on doing it nowadays. Like you're going to be in a bus for, for a good while. Yeah, but mm. it's still possible to do it. Yeah, no, it's an absolutely brilliant spot. I'd recommend everyone to go to. And another day trip we did was we went all along the Amalfi Coast. So one thing, if you're in Sorrento or the Amalfi Coast, rules of the road are non-existent. Drivers everywhere are absolutely insane. It's scary. There's no such thing as a traffic light. It is really scary because an awful lot of those those roads you would have been on, I'd I'd done it as well. They are cliff edge roads. Yeah. So one side is the mountain. The other side is the sea, yeah. like 100 feet down. Yeah, scary. Like if it, if it was a straight road to get from, uh, say, Sorrento to the town of Amalfi, it'd be like 20 minutes. But because it's the edge of the mountain roads, it takes a solid like hour, hour and a half. And like trucks come and you have to stop and pull in. And I, if you go, do not rent a car, get a tour bus, <laughs> do, do not do it yourself. But it is absolutely stunning. The scenery yeah. is amazing. There's loads of little viewpoints and places selling fresh orange juice and little craft shops, and it's gorgeous. The towns we went to were um, Amalfi, Ravello, and Positano. Positano is... It's steep. <laughs> it's steep, yeah. You'd, once again, good walking shoes and yeah. have a bottle of water on you. It's very steep. Every town along the Amalfi Coast is has steps. People walking up a hundred steps just to get to their house every day. It's a madness. But, but it's it is stunning. But yeah, Amalfi. Did you go up to the the town square in Amalfi up the top? Uh no, we did the tour around the church, but uh that was about it. And then went for some lunch. Had the best pizza ever in Amalfi. Yeah, we we got dropped at the the bottom of Amalfi. And as you said, all the way up the steps up to the top, there's a little church in the square up the top. Mm. Um, oh my God, the the heat, walking the steps. We got up there, it was worth it. I mean, it is it is what you would think Italy is. It's stunning up there. Absolutely yeah. Stunning. 
at all along the Amalfi Coast, anywhere. It's just like quintessential Italy. And like even along the coast, you see uh, one of Sophia Loren's houses. Her husband apparently went to buy her diamonds and she was like, no, I have enough diamonds, buy me this house instead. Yeah. And uh, it's like down down off the cliffs and it's just sitting by itself and it's just surrounded by the water and everything is so picturesque. That is beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. One of the main islands off the coast of Sorrento is Capri. It's Ischia. Capri and Ischia, that's the other island. Uh, we only went to Capri, but Capri is stunning. It's like all your high-end designer shops. And once again, you wouldn't walk from uh, the port up to Capri. It's very steep and it would take you, I got to two, three hours. My mom said she did in the 70s, but <laughs> I think she's just making up memories. Uh, you get a little bus up to the top of Capri and it's uh, it's all designer shops. It's all super fancy, super rich. I think we only, I don't even, we had a little bit of lunch and that was about it. Went into Gucci for a quick look, check out some prices and take a selfie outside and that's about the height of it. Yeah, but it's lovely to go to just to see like the level of, uh, the level of expensive shops and everything. It's just amazing. Mm. And you can do a really good boat tour around the island and it brings you by all the grottos. So there's different, there's a red grotto, a green grotto and a blue grotto. So the Blue Grotto is one of the most popular ones. You get on like a little tiny, tiny like paddle boat and they bring you in under the cave when the tide is out and it's all just like sparkling blue. Wow. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. And the red one is really nice as well. It, you kind of just dri- drive into it, but the algae or something on the on the walls of the cave make the water look red and it's just absolutely stunning. And uh, in Sorrento, is a great place to eat. Um, we became friends with uh, the owners of one restaurant. That surprised me with the talents. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a it's called Taverna Allegra, and uh, it's up a side, off a side street, off a side street. It's a uh, really really good. It's a family run restaurant, and the dad of the restaurant comes out with the chef, and he starts singing, and he has like tambourines that they hand out, and it's just it's so much yeah. crack. It's so much fun. And even it was our it was my parents' anniversary when we were over there. And uh the son of the owner, he came out and he like gave us glasses of prosecco and he toasted with us and it's really good and amazing Italian food. Absolutely amazing. And there's another one in Buffalito, which just specializes in mozzarella cheese. Nice. Yeah. Kate, Kate if you like your Italian food, mm. Sorrento something. Oh, else. it's so good. Um, and there's like lovely places down at the port that you can go to. We went to Porta Marina Seafood. It was at the Marina Grande and you're literally sitting on the edge of the port. And we, we sat outside and we had like blankets on us and they had like Dean Martin playing <laughs> and you could see where all the boats had come in earlier that day with the fresh fish and it's just, it's so pretty. And see the sunset over Capri. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous spot. It is. Um, and then after Sorrento, I think my next trip was Disneyland. We stayed in the Four Star New York Hotel, which has been closed in January to be changed to a Marvel Superheroes Hotel. But it was amazing. We were pretty much like children for the entire time we were there. We sang along to every song. We were, Even last weekend, we were on the MSE Seaview cruise, me and my friend, and we were still singing the Princesses or Pirates song from Disneyland. <laughs> It was absolutely brilliant, but yeah, go back and listen to the Disneyland podcast to find out all about it. 
Um, and after that, I went on two cruises of work. So I went on the launch of Norwegian Cruise Line's Bliss ship and the relaunch of Royal Caribbean's Independence of the Seas. They were amazing ships. Absolutely amazing. I'd love to go back on Bliss and do their Alaska cruise. It had like a lovely observation lounge with like big tall windows and big couches and loads of food and big armchairs. We could just chill and read a book and look at the glaciers go by. This was a work trip, was it? This is a work trip, yes. (laughs) We did work. We did a solid five hour walking tour of the ship. I saw the pictures. Yeah, well, you know, you need a bit of fun as well as work. I agree, I agree. But it was an absolutely amazing ship. And Norwegian Cruise Lines, they do all inclusive by default, which makes it so worth it. Uh, The Royal Caribbean Independence of the Seas was a lovely ship. It was really, really nice. They put like two, two million or a couple of million into redoing it. And it was, it was really good. Great ship for families. Um, and then MSE View, I was on it last weekend with my friends. Also another really, really nice ship. Yeah. They've done it great. It's just absolutely gorgeous. And the Swarovski staircases alone, like, <laughs> oh my God. And uh, then my next trip was actually to Scotland for the wedding. Um, so we stayed, the wedding was in air, so we stayed there, which we obviously don't sell because it's a very small place. And then we went to Edinburgh for a few days to meet up with my brother who lives there. Um, so yeah. Everything Kate said about Edinburgh. It's an amazing city. Deadly, yeah. Um, I ha- I put I made note of two restaurants we went to. Um so we went to La Fazenda. It's an amazing place. You pay like thirty euro each and you can eat like unlimited salads, meats. They come over with the cuts of meat and they cut it off straight at your table. If they don't have it done to the way you want, they'll go back, bring out more meat. Like I've never eaten so much in my life. It was such good value for money. Sounds good. Yeah, and amazing wines and a lovely setting. And I think it's just a five minute walk from Prince's Street. I can't remember the name of the street, but if you look up La Fazenda, it's top notch. And even if you're vegetarian, there's so many salads there, so you'll be grand. Um and then the Dome restaurant, it's on Charles's Street. Um it's a really nice place for a bit of brunch, a few gin and tonics. Oh, I did see that. It's really unbelievable looking isn't it yeah it's fab on the inside Mm. and another one if you're a harry potter fan the elephant cafe it's near the castle and it's where jk rowling got the inspiration for the harry potter books and has loads of her stuff on the walls and it has a view straight up to the castle that's meant to be what she modeled hogwarts off yeah, it's a place to go, and I think they're starting to do Harry Potter bus tours around Edinburgh as well. Oh, brilliant! I yeah, be I amazing. Totally Love a bit of Harry Potter castle and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's absolutely spectacular, and that's pretty much everywhere that I've been. Um, and I'm going to Vienna tomorrow for the Christmas markets, and the Algarve just after Christmas with my parents to chill out. Now, Stephen, you're Where are you on going to me. <laughs> I know, actually. Yeah, I'm just thinking I've been away twice. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen to everyone here. So uh, we'll have to get the product team away to more destinations, I think. Yeah, definitely. Get on a few more little breaks. That's it for this week on Click and Go Travel Podcast. Thanks to Stephen, Kate and Kira, and thank you for listening. We've talked about so many destinations here, but you can book all of them on our website, clickandgo.com. As always, we hope you've been enjoying the podcast so far and getting some useful information on the different destinations. If you have any questions or suggestions, drop us a mail at podcast at clickandgo.com. If you've enjoyed this episode so far, please rate it, share it and spread the word. Next week, we'll be talking about New York and we'll have a special guest to interview and Stephen will have some additional New York top tips. Until then, goodbye.